Hey guys, welcome back to Real Talk. Let's talk. Today we will be sharing with you a story from Adam Penland. Adam is a senior majoring in political science and communication studies here at Mercer. So Adam is actually a past speaker from one of our live events and we are very excited to have him back. But before we get started, we wanted to ask you a few questions to get to know a little bit more about you, Adam. So Sounds great. Question, so my first question is, if you were to create a slogan for your life, what would it be? So I don't know if I could create one, but I would absolutely steal Nikes of just do it because I'm probably the worst procrastinator on the planet, especially when we're in quarantine. And oh, if yeah. I just if I don't tell myself to just do it, it's not going to get done and I won't accomplish anything so currently i would absolutely have to steal nikes of just do it i'm gonna have to agree with that 100 percent. oh yeah i think i think all of us can agree with that okay so my second question is if you could eat one food for the rest of your life for every single meal of the day what would it be so i think if i had to eat one food for the rest of my life it would be shrimp just because i love shrimp so much and if anyone's ever seen the movie Forrest Gump, like yeah. when Bubba's talking about all the different ways to make shrimp, like you just know there's so many different ways I think that you could make them and never get tired of how many different ways you could make it. <laughs> Hopefully you get all your nutrients from that one food, though. Uh, who cares? <laughs> you know, I mean, it tastes good. We're here. We're here for a good time. Not a lot. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh my gosh so true <laughs> okay adam so what is your guilty pleasure it could be so anything. all right so i know this is gonna sound crazy and i'm probably the only one in the nation to do this but <laughs> politicians running for office always want to put their yard signs up in my yard and if it's people I support, that's fine. Like, I have no problem. But if it's people I don't support, I will take their signs out of my yard and then display <laughs> them in my room like trophies. You know, like hunters will put deer head and like fish yes. up on their walls. I have <laughs> political campaign signs that I don't support all around my room because I will take them off of my yard. I, I don't know. I just love doing that. It's like a thrill, you know, it's like you're not supposed to do it. But I'm going to do it anyway because they put it on private property. <laughs> what do people think then when they walk into your room and see all of that? They think I'm insane. They're like, you didn't vote for any of these people. And I'm like, I know I didn't, but I've got their signs. <laughs> oh, one way to get rid of those people that vote according to what's posted on there. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> okay, so seeing as there's like a lot of memes going around during quarantine time. One of my favorites has been the B the Bill Clinton meme with like him holding his four favorite albums of all time. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering if you were in his position, what four albums would you pick as your favorite? So I think the four I would have to pick, one of them is the new Luke Combs album. Like I didn't even realize who he was until some like one of my friends showed me his music. And then I just kind of fell in love with it. But then, other than that, I would definitely put the Hamilton soundtrack in there. Oh, uh, yes. I, I love that soundtrack. And so, that one has to be in there. And then, I would just put two albums that I made from myself, like, on Spotify. Um, not the ones I sung, but ones that I pieced together. One of them is my driving playlist. I listen to it when I drive back and forth from home to Mercer, Mercer to home, wherever. And then, the other one is called, like, Real Country Music. 
because I cannot stand when people claim that they're going to listen to country music and then it's just not like there is no place for rap in country music. <laughs> I said what I said and I stand by what I said. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. There it is a real first. and fake country music. <laughs> Awesome. So I think these questions have definitely helped us bond and um, (laughs) we definitely know a lot more about each other now. So the title of Adam's talk is Finding My Purpose Through Finding My People. Go ahead, Adam. So I'm supposed to be a farmer. I wasn't supposed to come to college. Neither of my parents went to college and no one in my family has a history in education. I was supposed to be a farmer. Because of this, when I was in the seventh grade, I joined the Future Farmers of America with my best friend, Alex. Our agriculture teacher, Mr. Flanagan, told me to go help Alex memorize the FFA creed for a speech competition. Well, by the end of the week, I had memorized more of the speech than Alex had. So naturally, Mr. Flanagan made me give the speech instead of Alex. Needless to say, Alex and I are not friends anymore. (laughs) I was extremely nervous about giving my speech. I had never spoken in public before. I felt alone studying for this and didn't know who I could go to for help. During the competition, I did horrible. I forgot half of the speech, but I did realize one thing. I loved public speaking. I realized that if I could just get through that first sentence of my speech, then I could get through the entire thing. It was such an exhilarating experience. I knew then that I never needed drugs because giving that speech gave me a contact high. From then on, I would practice public speaking to anyone. I would even go out and give speeches to my cows. Fast forward to high school. I was still planning on being a farmer, so I joined the high school FFA. My new FFA advisor, Miss Garrett, continued working with me on public speaking and letting me compete in the extemporaneous public speaking competition. It was Miss Garrett who encouraged me to go to college and pursue a degree. I decided to be a lawyer because lawyers on TV argue and they got to speak in public all the time. So I guess I could do it too. I figured that arguing in front of a jury and not in front of cows would be a whole lot more rewarding. I was super nervous about college though because I didn't know who would be there to help me get through it. My parents were really supportive of the idea but neither of them had went to college, so they couldn't help me know what to expect. My high school doesn't have AP classes, IB classes, and only a very limited dual enrollment program that I didn't participate in. I didn't think I would be ready for college. My first year at Mercer was chaos in a nutshell. I loved my classes, but being away from home was crazy. I knew that I wanted to go to law school, but didn't know who I could talk to or how to get there. I got really close to two of my professors, Dr. Chris Grant and Professor Randall Harshbarger. Dr. Grant became my academic advisor because I was a political science major and I loved taking his classes. Professor Harshbarger was my INT 101 professor and he became one of my mentors and I knew I could talk to him about anything. We talked about the struggles of being away from home and how being a first-generation college student is challenging. Although this was great, I still didn't have anyone that I could go to to help me become a lawyer. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I wasn't meant to become a lawyer. I was meant to become a teacher. 
I had had so many people that was there for me, Mr. Flanagan, Miss Garrett, Dr. Grant, Professor Harshbarger, and every one of them were teachers. I had an army of people supporting me, helping me make huge decisions in my life, impacting me in major ways, and I didn't even realize it. All of them supported me no matter what I wanted. I could go to any of them and still can go to any of them and talk about anything, and they're going to support me and help me get through it. That's why I decided to become a teacher. Teachers make such a big impact on the lives of their students. I knew that I wanted to be there to support students no matter what they go through. It took me years to figure it out, and it literally wasn't until about six months ago that it really hit me. There are people all around us that support us. We just have to find that right person or group of people, whether it's high school teacher, college professor, friends, family, no matter what's going on in your life, know that you do have people that are there and that are going to support you. Thank you so much, Adam, for sharing your story. That was awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I actually wanted to ask you, like, what is some advice that you would give people who are struggling to find like a community or mentors that they can ask to, to you know, like share these ideas that they have and, and really find their purpose like you did? You know, one thing that helped me is just be yourself and like talk to people. You know, a lot of people try to come to college and they think that it's time. Oh, I'm going to reinvent myself. Oh, I'm going to change yeah. who I am. I think that being who you are is what's most important because that's, I mean, that's how I met Dr. Grant. We both love American campaigns and like American politics. And mm -hmm. so that's something that we were able to bond over and just, I was able to make that connection. And the same with Professor Harshbarger, you know, is you just come and be yourself and don't be scared to reach out and ask for help in unlikely places from professors from friend groups you might not have ever thought that you would join but yeah that's really good advice actually yeah um thank you again adam so given the current situation um how is quarantine affecting you and your future plans because i know like you talked a lot about making connections with people but obviously like with social distancing it's become much harder to, you know, like kind of decompress or like talk to people like we normally would. So what are your thoughts on all this? No, nope. how's it affecting you? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it is really kind of discouraging. You don't get I don't get to go see these professors, you know, being this being my senior semester or my last semester at Mercer senior year. It's kind of upsetting. I'm not going to get to see these professors one last time. But yeah. I will say technology has been amazing. And I've emailed almost every person I've talked about two or three times over quarantine just to see mm -hmm. how they're doing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Dr. Grant and I text at least three times a week, I'm willing to guess, <laughs> and just like see how each other are doing, check up, yeah. see when we're going to be back in Macon, you know, what, you know, come back for fall semester and let's visit. And so that's something yeah. that, you know, I think just being able to text them and just even texting your friends or Zooming with your friends, anything is just kind of relieving even though you're not there in person just to be able to see their like see them in person and whatnot yeah um speaking of which when you said that you know you're going to see them the next time you're going to be in macon well where are you going to be after you graduate and after this summer 
So that's funny because I'm actually still going to be at Mercer. So I actually will still get to see them. I'm going to start a master's in higher education leadership at Mercer. And so I will still be there for another year and a half pursuing a master's degree. So I will get to go and stop in and see these professors and, you know, go, you know, won't be taking their classes, but I'll still get to see them and go, you know, sit in their office like I do every other time that I'm in, in Macon. That's awesome. awesome. Well, congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. That's exciting. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank y'all. Awesome. But it's been, no, thank y'all for letting me be on. Thank you so much, Adam. We had so much fun talking to you today. We'll see you guys next week.